sacred rituals, and a cosmic community to enchant your mystical life. This podcast feels like soulful conversations by the fire and under the desert stars, as if you are hanging with your best friends, talking about purpose, the cosmos, and the divine journey we are all on. My name is Anna Alic, and this is the Topanga Moon Podcast. Welcome to the podcast if this is your first time. This is Topanga Moon Podcast and we explore spirituality, uh, beauty, nature, travel, our connection to the cosmos, and just everything about leading a really beautiful divine life connected to everything around us. Um, We're approaching summer my favorite time of the year. It's a really fertile time. I'm going to talk about that today on the podcast about the rising of the divine feminine, um, this summer fertility and abundance, and a lot of the things that I've been seeing, shifts that are happening in my own life, um, this kind of need for this flow and this feminine energy to come through this protection and this um, just beauty to be revered and really going back to our natural rhythms and connection to nature which is basically the whole mission of this podcast always and forever (laughs) Um, how's everyone doing what is new what is happening in your world I'm really in this moment, in this time, in this phase of planting seeds. I know that summer is really about all of the growth, but I'm feeling like I'm still needing this time to cultivate, to create, to establish a foundation. I really want to create a foundation for what Topanga Moon is based off of the mission. And the mission which has been coming through and I think was always there was this connection to nature through beauty. So how can we connect ourselves back to nature, which is the life force of everything and the place where all of our dreams are possible, all of the magic and the beauty and the abundance is possible when we have that direct connection, when we have that reciprocity of healing our land and healing ourselves in the process and vice versa. And this has been a, just a general theme in my life. And I think that the podcast and Topanga Moon, which really started as this gathering of people to celebrate the moon and to ritualize and to have that connection, that was always this like divine feminine, like the moon is represented as a divine feminine symbol. So it's this knowing of this divinity and really sharing in those practices to make the ordinary more extraordinary, to bring magic and beauty and ritual and divinity into our daily lives. And this was always Um, a step towards this remembrance of the connection to nature. And when I'm connected to the moon, I really feel that connection to, you know, everything around me in the cosmos and how that can be such a beautiful blessing in my life. So lately I've been in this kind of season, like I'm saying, of planting seeds, of seeing things growing and establishing this foundation and I think I shared on a previous podcast that I have the gate 12 which is all about slow growth and caution and having the right timing for things to develop in my life and as a generator really following those joys and those 
um, sacral sacral pings that come through in my life and allowing that to be the basis of the moment to moment exploration of what I came here to share and came here to work on. What I've been noticing in this time is that my relationship with the things that I love is is shifting and I think that this is a shift to really acknowledge my own power of creation. Now I've been uh, just in love with the film industry for a really long time and constantly working on kind of breaking out into that industry and working on writing, working on costume design, working on um, acting and things are shifting in that space because I'm feeling like my voice in the space is very dim. That's the only way I can like really explain it. Like I feel it's the same feelings I had actually when I was transitioning out of my hosting career because I don't know if many people know and I probably have talked about this on the podcast before. And this all does tie into the theme today of the rising of the divine feminine. So just stick with me <laughs> as I explain. So there was this moment of being in the hosting world, because that's kind of where I came from, my training. Um, I was really on the brink of landing jobs that would have really changed my life and the trajectory of my life and for various different reasons it didn't work out and it was always this idea of like the when you're auditioning to be a host there's so much about you that you are auditioning it's very it's different than if you're auditioning to be a character or developing a character for a film or a tv show or a play and with hosting it's it's an extension of who you are in kind of an amplified way and I didn't really have a place in it it was always just like an almost there and I'm not sure what would have happened if I continued on that path but what happened in that moment and what brought me to then training to be an actor and really getting into the writing was I was just so um just kind of disappointed in the almost moments. So there was many times where I would almost book like the job and it was always between me and somebody else. And when it happened over and over and over again, I started to look at this and it was just like an instinctive thing in that moment of like, I don't have a place here at this time my voice is not being seen it's this is back to the gate of caution like there was a standstill there was a moment to be like hmm maybe the world is showing me something here maybe this is a pivot moment and I could have continued on for sure but what I did at that time which I think is what I'm doing again in this season of my creative expression is I created my own web series and this was back when YouTube was not really a thing. Um, this was many years ago when I was just learning editing. And I was, I put it up on Vimeo and there's still episodes on Vimeo there. <laughs> um, but it was really me learning how to produce, learning how to do interviews on my own. So I created my own web series and this is where I was interviewing artists in the way that I wanted to interview them. And, and just like really beautiful synchronicities came from that. I was creating on my own. And I, it would have been interesting to see what would have happened if I did go the YouTube route and continued on. But I didn't for whatever reason. And I, I switched over to acting. But at the time, a producer found me through this through this way and I was able to get a writing mentor and just really put that seed in my mind of creating my own world like creating things on my own and not waiting to be the right fit for somebody else and I think that was a major um, just kind of like moment for me to recognize. And I'm feeling that right now in this new season. And I'm seeing this around me and I'm seeing these things 
these themes come through with a lot of my friends who are creatives and when we're not feeling like our voices can be heard in the right way it's time to start creating it's time to start kind of breaking that mold and being authentically you and creating the space that you want to see out there so I'm seeing that right now for you know I haven't been auditioning in the same way that I've wanted to and I I've kind of made this agreement and I talked about this before on the podcast of agreement with the universe um if this if the project's if I cannot work on these projects, then don't bring them to me is kind of the agreement I, I set out. So now I'm in this season of like allowing what is to come through, let that come through and not kind of judge my path or feel like I have to figure it out specifically and precisely. So I've been writing, I've been creating in my own ways. I've been doing this podcast. I've been exploring new offerings for Topanga Moon. I have been doing photo shoots. I have been doing everything that I can, that my soul can with this acknowledgement that things take time, that setting down the roots, creating the foundation of something of quality, of substance, of lasting effect takes time. And we are in a sea of instant gratification. Um, Everything is quick. Everything is disposable, fast fashion. There is this theme of like just too much instant everywhere. And I think what's happening is that this instant, this overconsumption, this um, so much and so fast is not allowing for the like the deep rooted progress, the seeds planted over time. It's not allowing the natural rhythms of, of what nature intends, which is like quality over time and and really setting up for future generations and that is the feminine that is the divine feminine flow that wants to come through is about taking time is about knowing things happen in season is about acknowledging that there is a flow to life and that things don't have to be instantaneous that there is sweetness in the long progress and I talk about this a lot and I think I talk about it a lot because well, I need to hear it and I think other people need to hear it. And I'm definitely the person that understands it because of my gate 12, because of kind of the themes of my life has always been this things happening at the right time or this slow manifestation and being in this space, in the spiritual space, in this, um, you know, And it's always fun to talk about this timeline jumping and all of these like things, this instant manifestation that we all want and crave and desire and we want our lives to be amazing and beautiful right now, but we're skipping all the good stuff. And I think that I'm here to be a reminder of the slow, beautiful process of this connection to nature, which has its own rhythms, has its own seasons the lunar phases, you know, the moon transitioning over a month. It's not an instant process. And these seasons and this time allows us to tap into that beautiful divine feminine energy flow. And we're in this time of needing that divine feminine energy. We're seeing it rising and we're seeing this need because We've been in this like instant overconsumption, extremely polluted planet of more, 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 as opposed to what is the quality? What is the, what is the goodness? What is going to make a lasting effect in generations from now? What are the things that I'm doing that are going to be an impact or make an impact seven generations from now? 
if what I'm doing now is, is not having that lasting impact, then maybe I can pivot. Maybe I can switch things because it's not just about this moment. It's about setting up for a longevity, for um, really creating more of a legacy, creating things that have a lasting impact. Sometimes that takes time. And sometimes that can take a lot of time and we can compare ourselves to what we see online all the time and everyone's journey is just so different and I I really believe when we get back to the foundational aspects, when we get back to what our soul came here to do, when we get back to the divine feminine flow of life and bring that more into our life because what we're seeing on this planet is that we really need to tip the scales. The scales, it was like, and then we don't want to overcorrect as well. Like we want to have that beautiful balance between the divine feminine energies and the divine masculine energies. And because we've been so much in the masculine, the, you know, productivity, instant success, instant gratification, overconsumption, more, 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 um, just extraction from the earth, um, all of these things that build really fast, but we're missing the the foundation of the divine feminine. That is the the mothering, the protective, the the really nourishing aspects of knowing that what is our legacy leaving generations from now. So what I really want to talk about on this podcast episode is these themes that are seeing in my life. And this rising of this divine feminine, this claiming this essence, bringing it more into your daily life as a way to tip the scales so we can be more in harmony with nature. We can start to heal our planet, which then therefore heals ourselves. So there's so much to talk about today, <laughs> and I'm going to try to get into all of it. Um, and I just want you to know that like everything that I share on the podcast is from my own experiences, from my own heart, and things may shift, and I may like change perspectives later on, but in this moment right now, these are the themes that are coming up. This is why the rose was showing up in my life. This is why I just found this book called The Sophia Code, which goes back to this um, divine feminine energies and bringing those in and working with these beautiful goddesses and these incredible figures like Mary and Mary Magdalene and all of these things, which I talked about on previous episodes, which is just a continuous theme. Like in my life right now, I'm being called to answer this call and to dive more into these worlds into these realms to share that because I think it's needed and the more that we can embody that and share that and be the example of that the more that we can bring that to this planet and it's really starting internal it's really starting from um, our own internal places so I wanted to talk about the lessons of the feminine energy and flow and this is all about kind of what I guess I came here to share and and show everybody because my progress my life has always been a slow process and uh, that's not to say that things don't happen it's just to give a different example because I think that it's really important to see different examples in our communities in our um, online space of people doing things differently because sometimes you may feel like you're going through a slow period of your life, but you're doing all the manifestation stuff and you're, you know, you're doing all the things, but it's not showing up. And I want you to really be gentle with yourself on that and know that there are seasons for different things and things have to like, go, go listen to the podcast episode about being right on time because that's a huge theme in my life. And I think I'm supposed to share that and be an example of it because I'm really recognizing 
that it's so a part of my, I guess, genetic makeup, you know, like my experiences here have all in the past shown me this and it's just like a slow, slow process. It's a fine wine. I'm a fine wine. (laughs) Um, and I want to be that example for other people and have them know that, that it's okay to allow things to take its course and create those beautiful foundations and create something of quality. So it's about slowness, taking time, moving with your intuition. That is a beautiful theme of the divine feminine is that intuitive knowing. Anyone can have that intuitive knowing. Any person can tap more in. And the more we follow that intuitive intuitive knowing, the more that we can be aligned with our higher purpose, aligned with the, the divine, and really know what's for us. And it takes some effort it takes some time to hear the intuition i always say for me it's a quiet knowing it's a quiet speaking my intuition speaks softly to me it's never forceful it's never um immediate it lets me take my time and it's just this thing that keeps showing up just like the rose have has like kept showing up in my life and these figures and these um this the feminine energy is something that I, I came here to really share and to be an example of. And I want to share that on the podcast and in my offerings and in in the world and, and through beauty, through design, through art, through all the things that I love to do. So the lunar cycles, that's another example of the divine feminine energy. It's, it's tied to the moon and water. Water is... The flow, water is the lifeblood. Water creates life. And that is what we're talking about, this creation of life. It's so sacred. It's so beautiful. It's so divine. It's, it should be protected at all costs. And the more that we can protect our waters, the more we can protect our inner waters. So with all of this you know, intensity and and the fastness of things and the instant gratification. Let's ease into things. Let's build a foundation. Let's build for our future generations. So a beautiful example of this, and this goes back to my old home love. I love old homes. And I listened to this podcast that is called True Tales from Old Houses. Now, if you know any other old house podcasts, that you're really into please send them my way because I'm always looking for (laughs) restoration podcasts because it's something that I definitely want to be doing I'm I'm like waiting to find the perfect home and the perfect land that is calling to me that I can be a steward of that I can really cultivate and restore and there's a theme that's directly tied to everything I'm talking about here on the podcast today of these true tales of old houses So if you are an old house lover, you're going to love it. So check it out. (laughs) So there is a theme of these old house restorations. And it's the theme of time. When you are working on restoring and truly restoring, not renovating, because there is a difference. There's a huge difference. And anyone in the restoration world will tell you it is not like most of the you know, how home shows that you see. That is so much renovation and I take an issue with it and it hurts my soul sometimes. Sometimes it's okay, but sometimes it just hurts my soul to see these beautiful homes of the past being completely ripped to sheds and then all of these new things being brought in that don't have the same quality. Like... All of these new homes, they're, they don't have that lasting effect. Like they're going to like, they're made with like cheap materials and trendy things that are going to go out of style in the next couple of years. And they all look the same and like there's no individuality of the homes. Like it just really pains me to see. So there is a difference when we're talking about restoration, we're talking about restoring the original um keeping the foundation intact like allowing what was there to be 
seen years to come. And that's why I've always had this connection to the, to kind of like the Victorian homes and the films that I've worked on and, and things that I'm working on is all about that like restoration. And restoration takes time. You have to speak to your home to get used to it, to see what it really needs. You have to find the right craftsmen that can like restore specific things that you may not be able to restore. Um, It takes time to find these antique replicas that you can bring in. It takes time to um, restore wooden windows like everyone just wants to like replace it with like brand new windows and I get it but there's so much amazing artisan work that has gone into these older homes and restoring it is really just allowing that legacy to continue the materials are not like they are today there is um a quality to them and that quality can be seen for generations to come. So it's this idea of restoring. Just like restoring in nature. Nature has a legacy. Things have been building up for thousands and thousands of years. Perfecting its like beauty. And humans just come in and think that we can just, you know make things faster easier better whatever it may be and that disregards the legacy and the foundation and the like innate beautiful wisdom that nature has developed over such a long time longer than we've been here and that is the same theme of like restoring these old homes when you're working with the homes of today you know the trends will go Um, you're working with cheaper materials, you don't have the same quality of artisans coming in and taking their time. It's all about how fast, how can we flip this, like all of these things. And this directly goes back to this idea of, of the rising of the divine feminine. And that is about restoring the roots recognizing the quality of these old homes and how much care and time and these things take time if you want something that's going to last for generations there is a timing of it there is hours put into it and it's interesting because even as a generator in human design It's all about that refinement. It's all about building and becoming the expert of your field. It's all about the time it takes. And that's what I feel like this call to the divine feminine is to just acknowledge and appreciate that quality is better than quantity and quality stands the test of time. And you are creating an impact and a legacy over generations and the more that we bring in this divine feminine we are restoring ourselves through this acknowledgement and then we're also restoring nature because like i said with water i mean water is a beautiful example of it when we have this appreciation and this knowledge and start to restore our waters we're then have a direct correlation within ourselves so start within you allow this to be a slow progress and this initiation into the divine feminine flow of restoring your own foundation the waters within you that then will start to restore everything around you because That is the best place to start. We start within and then it expands out always. So it's a calling back to be still and receive. That is a big part of this rising of the divine feminine. How can we call back 
be still, receive what is needed, and come from a place of intuition of our next steps. There's another theme that is really coming through with all of this and why I think that this sacred path of the of the divine feminine is so beautiful and so needed in this time to create these lasting foundations and to start to heal the planet and heal ourselves because spiritual health and emotional health also need physical health. So those are the three things that I'm always thinking about. And in this podcast and in this space, I always love to be positive and I always love to rise above anything that I'm seeing out there in the collective and really present solutions, resolutions, ways forward, ways that we can be our best selves, ways that we can really tune in again and be our own advocates, healers, all of these beautiful things. Like what are the tools that we can use to always see from above? I mean, I'm a mountain person in human design, so I love to look above. I love to observe. I'm seeing everything that's happening, but I'm choosing to Allow my thoughts, my actions, my vibration to be sacred and to be harmonious in the direction of what I want to see in this planet, what I want to see around me, what I want to see in my daily life. And it's difficult sometimes because there are some things that I see in the world that is infuriating to me and and really I have to remind myself that I need to be the beacon of light And an example for myself, an example for others. And if my mission here is to connect you back to nature so that you can see the beauty and the divinity all around you, and so that you can be the best version of yourself, then it has to come from that rising above perspective. But with that said, I do want to touch upon something that I have been seeing lately, and I think that that's why this topic has been so... Um, crucial on my heart is that, you know, and I also have a very unique medical background. If you want to go, I have a whole episode about that, about how I went from the medical world to becoming an artist. Um, And I have a deep interest and investment in well-being. You know, in the last two years, there's really been this push for things in this, in this planet. And I've seen that as kind of a red flag to me and I've gone into my own intuition. I've, I've done, and I'll, if you go back to that episode, you can hear more about it. Um, but yeah, if anybody wants to have a deeper dive and discussion about any of the topics surrounding our health and the health of the planet, you can definitely send me a message. Um, send me an email, send me a direct message, and I would love to talk to you. This is definitely the space where I'm slowly exploring how I share about these topics because I'm a big believer in what we say and is what we create and manifest out into the world. And it's good to be observers, but then once again, it's about rising above. And I think that this is a, you know, a direct correlation to everything that I'm sharing there's a deep need for real connection to nature and being your own health advocate and healer. And my prayer for everyone is to really listen internally and use the seven generation principle. What will yield in seven generations with your today's actions? Do you have the courage and strength to continue the course regardless of what you lose in the interim do you have the grace to continue and not shame any past decisions but move forward once you know better you can do better you know in this space I have lost a lot of opportunities because of basically sticking to my own intuition and I'm really proud of that (laughs) I will say, because it's not easy. And I think that it's it's really a testament to this creating the foundation of who you are when you know 
what you stand for, what you know, what your beliefs are, what you, when you know what your internal knowing is telling you, when you can be really connected and committed to your ethics, then nothing can shake that and that you can move forward and you can be supported in all of those ways. And this goes back to like it being the long journey. So there are things that I may have lost out on in the last couple years, but it's setting me up for a future that I love and that I can be, you know, a really beautiful steward for and have the foundation for. And you will always know in your heart and in your soul what is right for you. And you will always know what is going to just be true for you. And to follow that and to know that, that's a beautiful place to be. And just by being that, you are an example for others. And that is the feminine energy and flow. It's that connection to the moon. It's that desire to have that natural rhythm with nature and to know that there is perfection in in nature and we can learn so much from nature because we are nature. And with that divine feminine, it's, you know, intuition is so beautiful and sacred. And we can create anything that we desire through that intuition, through that sacredness, through that connection. It's the divine knowing. It's the mother Gaia protection. It's the thinking of future generations and the healing of our planet. And then when you have that divine knowing, you are divinely guided to action. And that is the divine feminine and the divine masculine intersection. So we are now (laughs) in this golden age of the divine feminine something I'm learning about while reading the Sophia Code. And I've been hearing this call to step more fully into these teachings and to also share about this rising of this feminine energy and the sacredness around it. There's been this attempt of the erosion of the feminine over many years in various different ways. And just like water... There is this interconnectedness of which gives life and the control of the life-giving force. And water is our lifeblood on, and water is our divine right. Yet it so wilds me that clean water and springs are being controlled. And not to mention all the pollution that we see in the water. And what we do to our waters is being reflected in our own inner waters. And that's the divine flow energy. So what is the path forward? And I believe it's intuition. And I believe it's creating those foundations and planting those seeds for your future and for everyone around you. It's that devotion to making this planet beautiful and harmonious and balanced. And when we are so connected to that internal guidance, it's our own sovereign being. Nothing can take away our divine rights. So this rise of the feminine energy, the flow of life, the innate wisdom and intuition, the loving motherly protection, the desire for healing, all of this is strengthened. So I talked about the rose as being a symbol of this in previous episodes. I did a whole rose episode. And the rose has really been calling me. And the more that I dive into these teachings, um, like I was saying, this, the Sophia Code, Mary Magdalene, Mother Mary, all of these uh, beautiful teachings and, and spiritual leaders. And as I've been reading just so many beautiful stories about it and, um, so I was reading the Sophia Code and specifically the chapter on, on Mother Mary because she is of a thousand roses. That's what it's called in this book. So I'm seeing more clearly why the rose has been coming to me and it's an important symbolism 
So beyond being a really important symbolism for Mary, it is also an Egyptian symbolism, the rose. There was an Egyptian goddess that came through to me in a Reiki session that I had. And I remember this, this was a couple of years ago. It's so funny how things happen and then you're like, oh yeah, that is what was asking me to kind of like connect to it more. Um, And the rose became incredibly important to the Egyptians as they believed it had both powerful healing and aphrodisiac properties. Many households would even boil roses down into an oily residue, which would be used as a beauty-enhancing cosmetic balm. The Egyptians also believed that the magic properties of roses would extend beyond the grave. Rose fragments have often been found inside the burial tombs and even inside the binding of mummified bodies. Roses made a tangible connection between this life and the afterlife, serving as a metaphor being that they flourish in the sun and are reborn each spring. Perhaps the rose's most important role in the ancient culture was its close associated with the Egyptian goddess of love, Isis. The rose was her symbol and was often depicted alongside her in ancient Egyptian art, most predominantly within her temples at Thebes. Even Cleopatra took advantage of their beauty. It's long been believed that when she would meet with Mark Anthony, she would have her living quarters filled with rose petals. That way, every time he smelled a rose, he would be reminded of her. And Isis was the mother goddess and the goddess of magic and also depicted with roses. Um, there are some other beautiful teachings that I've read. And this, these ones come from the Sophia Code and it goes back to the rose. And I'm speaking about this because I think it's correlated with this idea of the rising of the divine feminine and the sacredness of that and really bringing that balance to the planet and being examples of that for others. So the rose teaches you that the beauty of bliss transcends your ego's irrational demands to earn the unconditional divine love that was always yours, blooming within your heart. The soft beauty of the rose with the ferocity of its thorns. The rose provides a pathway of reconciliation that frees you from choosing between dualistic polarities and shifts your focus to meditate on the wholeness that is being created by the seemingly opposing forces. I think that's a really important one to really think about all the polarity in this planet and to go back to the symbolism and the idea of the rose being the example of both of seeing the polarity but being that soft beauty and then also having the thorns the rose unifying your whole self to walk in peace with who you really are along the transcendental pathway of Sophia Christ consciousness self-love blooms with the rose and romantic love comes from this space The rose teaches there is no higher guidance than following the way of your heart. I think that one really sums up everything that I was talking about today on today's podcast episode about, I'm going to read that again. The rose teaches us that there is no higher guidance than following the way of your heart. And with so much noise and conversation and arguments and polarity and confusion and deception and all of these things happening in our cultural world right now, in our online spaces, it's knowing this, knowing that our internal guidance is the way that our heart will always lead us that connection to the higher heart and allowing rose to be that symbolism, which also goes back to building the foundation and building something of legacy, of substance, of quality that will last generations 
And when we're healing our planet in these ways, we first start with healing our own hearts. And the way to do that is to bring in more of that divine feminine energy and flow. And when we balance things out, we have that beautiful intersection of the divine feminine and the divine masculine. Because both are needed. Both are based off of the foundation of what we want to grow and what we want our legacy to be. So this episode is really, you know, an example of how special and sacred and important this rising is. And it's this coming together from this heart space, this higher heart. And checking in with your heart before you go with your divine actions. What is your heart leading you to do? How can you really listen to your intuition? Maybe those soft whispers. And how can you create the space in your life to hear more of that intuition? And for me, always, it's as simple as being with nature or in nature. Quieting the mind, sitting in nature, meditating on what is of your heart. I believe that there is this infinite intelligence within all of us. And it is always available to speak to us. And it's about allowing those ideas to come through. And it's about connecting to that infinite intelligence. For me, it's God. And it's really beautiful that these ideas and this, you know, Christ consciousness and this divinity is coming forward now. And I think it's this basis of foundation. And when we have that North star, when we have that moral compass and whatever that means for you, and you know it within your higher heart and it'll always be spoken to you. So another really cool, beautiful story that I think I've touched upon a little bit on previous podcast episodes, but this one relates back to this rising of the divine feminine in the planet so that we can balance out the energies in this world is the apparitions of Mary at in Medjugorje. And I feel this, you know, strong symbolism coming through in my life right now. So I wanted to speak about this a little bit because I can't deny that all of these ideas are coming forward. The rose, uh, the, t- the connection to these goddesses, the connection back to Mary, discovering more about Mary Magdalene, my connection to Mary Magdalene, and now learning more about, you know, a place in, in Bosnia and Herzegovina, which is a part of my cultural roots and a place that my parents go to quite frequently when they are in Croatia, they do a pilgrimage to Medjugorje and I've never actually been. I think that it's something that I'll, I'll definitely go to next time. And it's a place where, um, in, I believe it, the first time it happened was in 1981, Mary revealed herself to a group of, of six um, I guess children at the time and ever since she's been showing up and, and sharing messages and the messages are really about you know not judging others and um, having that strong foundational faith belief love it's always the message of love so if you want to learn more about that story you can look it up um, there's a lot of really beautiful stories from that place and messages and it's really incredible that it is connected to a place that is so a part of my heritage and my lineage um and I'll definitely have to go there and then share more about it on the podcast because I only want to share more about it when I'm actually like experiencing it so I'm going to finish up this episode (laughs) I hope you enjoyed it and you know 
I really hope that maybe some synchronicities came through or some ideas came through. Uh, I really want to express that this episode is for everybody. I think everyone can bring in divine feminine energy into their life. Um, and I think it's all about the flow, the connection to the moon, the connection to nature, the beauty of a sunset, the beauty of a rose, and knowing that quality, legacy, time, these are all beautiful things to aspire to and to be connected to. And for whatever reason, I am the example of timing. So <laughs> if you are maybe struggling with the timing of your life, I would love to hear from you and we can chat about it as an expert in this field. <laughs> I will I will definitely impart some wisdom that I've had over the years of the slow progress and the slow building that has been, you know, even on this podcast for me and all of my creations and in this time of continuously planting seeds and to continue. And I think when you have a mission and your mission is connected to something deeper and, and beyond you and is part of your soul and your heart's calling, then you can keep going and keep sharing your gifts with the world. So I really hope you have a beautiful day wherever you are and I hope that this podcast served you well. If you are loving this podcast um, and if you want to go do a little rating and review over on Apple Podcasts, go do it. Help a girl out. <laughs> help me get more uh, more seen in the world of the podcast world and I will have a full moon meditation for you very soon along with a meditation library coming up with my storybook meditations there will be more of them these ones you will be able to purchase on the website but i will always have a new moon and a full moon meditation for you every single month because you're loving them i'm loving them they're such a beautiful expression of what i'm sharing here on this podcast um, and also a huge shop update is going to be coming on the summer solstice along with some other really beautiful um, projects that I have in the works that's going to be directly related to what this podcast was all about, which was connecting back to your intuition, connecting back to the divine feminine. And yeah, I think that's it for now. Um, come hang out with me on my Instagram. I share some really fun things over there too. Yeah, I will uh I will talk to you soon. I hope you have a really beautiful day.